Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of The Press with River Craycraft. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Had a few people leave ratings and reviews in the last week. Very, very much appreciate that. That's a huge help for me. For the second time in three weeks, we got a uh, former WSU wideout. First being Gabe Marks. Had a blast talking to him and, and really enjoyed catching up with River as well, who, uh, like Gabe, a year ago wrapped up an enormously successful Washington State career. He was a, a workman-like guy. We didn't hear too much from River, not a guy that, that talked a whole lot, but uh, once once game time rolled around, uh, he, he made his presence felt. There's no question about that. Uh, a guy that was so instrumental uh, since the second year of Leach's tenure in WSU, kind of helping build the program and bring about the success they've enjoyed uh, the last couple of years and, and kind of catapult them into the success that they're having this season. I actually spoke to him the week after their win over USC, one that as a Southern California guy, he was obviously very excited about. Now, his WSU career came to a tough end, suffered a torn ACL a year ago, and, and since has been working to kind of get back with the team he is fully healthy now as of uh he's been fully healthy but now fully like himself uh, as of the last month or so had a workout with the patriots and again now just trying to find the squad that'll give him uh the, the next opportunity spoke about his recovery the unique role that his girlfriend played in his recovery as well as some well-known nfl vets uh who uh, gave him a chance to kind of get on the field with them and, and learn a thing or two Discussed, obviously, his WSU career. I got into a lot of different things. The, the, the fame of his mother on Twitter and how he's handled that. A really fun conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Episode 15 of The Press with River Craycraft. You weren't uh, in Pullman Friday, were you? Oh, man, I wish. How'd you enjoy that one? Oh, so sweet. So sweet. I was with Barkley earlier in the day, or Matt Barkley, and, you know, he was talking smack about his Trojans, and I got the leg up on that one now, so. How, how satisfying was it just the fact that it was USC and a fifth-ranked USC team? Because, I mean, you guys had a win over them a few years ago, but they weren't at the point that they are now. They didn't necessarily have a, a Heisman hopeful the way they do with Darnold. And to do it, to do it in Pullman, and to do it against a team that, you know, you know, people are saying USC is back, so to speak, that, that make it that much more satisfying? Oh, for sure. I mean, you don't get me wrong. USC is a very historic program. And, you know, that win we had back in 2013 was, man, did that feel good. I was a freshman and we went down to their house and got the W and that was sweet. But, you know, yeah, you can, you know, say the critics and stuff, how they weren't as good. And they had the Kiffin transition the week after and all that stuff. But a win is a win, you know, and, it's always nice to beat the Trojans, especially me being from Southern California and pretty much everybody's a Trojan fan. And yeah, that, that's pretty special to everyone down here who's not a Trojan fan. Everybody loves when people beat SC. Yeah, that was a lot of the talk last week because there's so many Southern California guys on the team. 
And then there's guys like you and Gabe that, that you know, have, have recently wrapped up your careers there and, uh, you know, had a huge impact and were, you know, instrumental in helping WSU kind of get to, to this level. What does it mean to the guys in the locker room, a lot of which were, you know, passed up and didn't have the opportunity to play for USC? Oh, it's awesome. You know, I, you know, I wouldn't have played for SC even if they gave me the opportunity just because that's how stubborn I am. But, you know, to be a part of, you know, the program rebuilding and seeing the success that we all have now, or not me, but, you know, the team has now. And, you know, it's awesome. It's just, you know, I want to say something like we paved the way or something or, you know, whatever you call it. I mean, everybody was a part of it who's on the team now, but you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's so nice to see success in a team that doesn't typically have success. And, you know, we that's why we were there. That's why we went there to turn it around and, you know, make people not shocked that we beat a ranked five SC because that's, that's what we do. That's the norm. What's it like seeing now WSU kind of in the playoff conversation? It's awesome. I love it. I mean, selfishly wish I would have had it last year, <laughs> but um, it's awesome. Uh, those guys have worked so hard and, you know, I've got friends all around the country and, you know, playing at different schools, got friends at SC and everything. Like it's, there's no doubt in my mind that we work harder than anyone. It's just the way it is, the way I talk to people, like it's just a fact. I mean, we work hard and that's kind of like, you know, that's our, that's our pride is that we work harder than most. It's nice to see it paying off. Talking to Peyton Pallord, some of the guys, you know, before the season, and I think I brought this up to you when we spoke before the Boise State game, you know, a lot of chatter about, like, one win away, um, and, and this could potentially be one of those wins if they keep on the same track, then the Apple Cup could present another opportunity to get one of those wins. What's been the one thing, I don't know if missing is the right word, um, but that this program needed to do to kind of take that step that they appear to have or appear to be doing now this season? I think starting off fresh, you know. The last, I think, five seasons, even the year before I got there, we started out 0-1, and that's hard, especially for fans. You know, they, you know, we, we got hype every year, and, um, you know, we failed to, you know, assume the hype so it's nice to start off one and oh and you know we got to go one and know every week and uh, that's what we've done so far and yeah I mean I think the biggest thing is just starting off with a win that's that's a that's a big step in your season and you know for the last few years it's all been about bouncing back and recovering from the loss and you know now we now we have a little rhythm with one and zero, and then two and zero, and then three and zero, you know, and so it goes. Well, how are you feeling? Solid. I'm a hundred percent. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm pretty much waiting on opportunities like the rest of the guys that are free agents. Yeah, I saw the hundred percent tweet. How nice was it? Was that doctor's clearance? I mean, how do you know when you're kind of at that level? Is it partially you just kind of feeling right and like yourself again? Yeah, you know, I've I've been medically cleared for a couple months now, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to go. I mean, all that means is, 
you know, you can run around and stick as hard as you want and your knee is not going to blow out. That's, that's basically what that means is when you're medically cleared, but you know, that's, that's been intact for a while now. And, you know, they say in the recovery process, you know, they give you an estimated time frame, but everybody's different. So I won't even get into that, but they say, you know, you're medically cleared and then you got to become yourself again. So for me, they said, you got to be river again. Once you're river, that's when you know you're healthy. And, you know, the past few weeks and probably a couple of weeks before I posted that thing online, I, you know, I had, I had felt like myself and it's been 10 months and, you know, it's been a while and it's, it's really a, a great feeling to run around on the field and stick with no problems and, you know, make awkward catches that, you know, typically you don't even think about when you're running around, but when you're banged up, you think about those things. So the fact that I'm able to do that again is just so relieving and, you know, it's been a long process. So it's, it's exciting. You, you, you feel like you're trusting it 100% because we talked about that kind of being one of the challenges, especially at the receiver position. I guess anywhere in football, you do so much cutting um, when you're sticking the foot in, when you're sticking your foot in the turf, you're not worried about, you know, something happening. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, and that's one thing that, um, you know, like I said, everybody has their own battles with these injuries and any injury really, but, you know, trusting it was never an issue with me. I was, you know, if somebody would have told me to run full speed out the gate day two, I probably would have tried it. Not, you know, it's just the way I am, but, um, you know, there's a, there's a fact that comes in that, you know, you trust it and, and you're, let's just say you're running a flat route and you stick off your, your leg and you're like, ah, you know, kind of hurt, <laughs> but you trusted it. So you know that it's okay, but it's not there yet. So that's kind of what I was dealing with for the last couple months or so. Just no problems with the trust issue. It's just when you stick it, you can feel it and it hurts. Hmm. And you're like, ah, it needs to get stronger. You know, it's not, not necessarily that it's not ready yet, but maybe it's not ready for, you know, 20 consecutive routes with the same stick, hmm. you know, might get, might get, uh, gassed at 10 routes, you know, <laughs> your knee might be sure he might be sore, you know, might be starting to hurt and then you got to lay off. You got to be smart. So. so that you had to work out with the Patriots a couple weeks ago or so. I did. Yeah. What was that process like? it was it was really cool um obviously uh a top organization you know it's kind of like one of those teams where who wouldn't really want to be on the patriots you know they win more than anybody so um it was it was a surreal experience in the fact that i i finally reached the point where i was healthy enough to you know show my craft in front of somebody and unfortunately it wasn't the right timing and, you know, they went elsewhere, which is totally fine. I got great feedback and, um, you know, I'm not down about it at all. Uh, other than the fact that obviously when you perform in somebody, you want them to like you enough to get on their team. But, um, so in that sense that, you know, that was, a, that was an L in my book, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. It was, it was really nice to run in front of somebody you don't know and perform and, I definitely thought I performed well. 
as if I was never hurt, you know. So that part about it was, you know, really nice. Yeah, I would imagine, especially as, you know, the, the the proximity of time from you kind of getting right and then getting an opportunity, it had to feel good just to kind of get out there, you know what I mean? To have somebody, you know, calling your phone, dialing up your number and, and, and showing some interest. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's all you can ask for is an opportunity. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, you know. I mean, right now I'm just waiting on opportunities, just waiting on something to pop up, you know, anything, anywhere is kind of where I'm at. And, you know, for it to be the Patriots as my first one was, was, was pretty awesome. And obviously I can see myself in a lot of offenses, but that one in particular, due to the fact that that's pretty much what I've ran my whole life. And, you know, I've, a lot of people talking about, Oh, you fit perfectly in there and all that stuff. And, <laughs> and you took the words you know, right out of my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I do think I fit there, but I think I'd fit a lot of other places too. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. What'd you learn just about what those tryouts are all about, what the demands are, what they're looking for? Because uh, I, I would think it's it's an educational experience as much as anything when you're in the position you're in. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, those guys expect a lot. There's no doubt about it. Um, and that's totally fine by me. That just means I need to work harder. That's all that means. Um, you know, I went in there, I, I thought I put on a, a really solid performance and obviously it wasn't good enough because or else I'd be on the team right now. So I just need to work harder and that's what I do. So I, it's totally fine by me. Um, you know, I don't think the Patriots is out of the question. I think it was poor timing. Um, and yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep moving forward and I'm going to keep working my butt off, you know, so. I wanted to get into some of the workouts that you had as you were kind of making your way back with the NFL guys, but I wanted to start with your girlfriend, Taylor, because there were some <laughs> videos that popped up of uh, you running some routes and her delivering some dimes. How <laughs> how often did you drag her out to Rogers Field or whatever practice field anywhere to, to get her to uh, allow you to get some work in when you needed it? <laughs> as much as I can, you know, it's... it's... <laughs> As much as she lets you? No, no. She's all about it. She's she's a hard worker. She is the hardest worker I know by far. And she is more than happy to go out and throw the rock around. She loves it. But, you know, it's it's hard not having quarterbacks all the time. Obviously, if I would have had Luke out there, it would have been, you know, pretty nice. But you got to work with what you get. And, you know, being the fact that I'm in Southern California and everybody's in – you know, who plays football is, you know, more than likely on a team right now. So it's kind of hard to, you know, get quarterbacks out and stuff like that. So you, you work with what you got. You know, my, my girlfriend, she drops dimes, so there's no problem with that. What's her best throw? She's really good on the digs. I mean, that the video <laughs> that went out was probably her best throw of the day, honestly which was pretty sweet that whoever filmed that caught that on tape. <laughs> That's got to be nice from your standpoint. I mean, it's always good to have people that are supportive and, and uh, you know, want to push you and help you get where you need to go and to, to have a girlfriend that uh, is happy to go out there and sling it around. I mean, that, that, that's a luxury. You, I, I would think you better be appreciative of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. First of all, she's way out of my league. 
And then on top of that, <laughs> she's an athlete, which is just, you know, all checks marked in my books. You know, it's just, it's just one thing on top of another that just keeps impressing me. What, uh, in terms of her athleticism, where is she head and shoulders above you? <laughs> what do you mean? Is there is there a sport? Is there an activity, a game, or something uh, that requires some level of athleticism where you just can't match up with her? Oh, I can beat her in everything. That's just the way it is. <laughs> That's the way it'll always be. But um, she was a basketball player, and she was a baller. Okay. And she can still drain. So every now and then she'll get me in a game of horse or pig or whatever. So that's frustrating. I hate losing. So (laughs) it's always, it's always the worst when she wins because I freak out and I get mad and uh, it's just the way I am. So that's not going to (laughs) change. Who blew you away uh, most amongst the NFL guys when you got a chance to get on the field with them? They were all so professional. It was, it was really nice to be around those guys. I mean, the the work ethic and, you know, because I'm in a stage right now where, you know, I've come out of systems and, you know, I was with Washington State and prior to that I was with my high school and, you know, you're always with people and with the team and working out with the team. And then when you go to the NFL or, you know, I, I really don't know yet if you're working out with the team constantly, but it doesn't seem like it. You got to kind of, at least in the off season, you're, you're more likely working on your own. Seems like so. You know that's kind of a, a stage that I'm going through right now. Is okay. Well, you know you don't have 30 guys around you to help you work out, and maybe they want to do this, and you didn't want to do it, but now you're doing it because they wanted to do it. So you gotta you, you gotta find your own uh, motive to you know keep going and keep doing random things that you wouldn't typically do and being around those guys it was really nice to see because you know those guys obviously have been in the league for so long and they've, they've got it down they've got their own system and yeah so i'm just you know picking up on little habits here and there the way they act you know the way they show up to the field you know the way they warm up it's it's all it all means something to me everything every step you know everything that they do is you know i'm, I'm writing it down you know yeah you mentioned, uh, you know, the Patriots wide receivers and, and you work out with Julian Edelman. You, you tap into that knowledge. Did you, did you take a look at your notes uh, from your time with him when it was time to try and show out in front of New England? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. That guy out of anybody has got it figured out. There's no doubt about it. And, yeah, being around him and, like I said, I was telling you, the way people show up to the field, like – the dude's ready to go a hundred percent of the day and you know not necessarily that that's a good thing or a bad thing it's just you know you look at these guys and you wonder why they're so successful and then you're kind of around them for a couple hours and you're like oh this guy's sharp as attack and you know look at the way he works look at the way he talks to people like this this is what it needs to be this is what you got to do to be successful what uh what's different when you're catching footballs off the arm of Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson guys that can that can really put something behind it um 
you know, the cool thing about those guys is I'm sure they could swing it harder than anybody, but those guys understand, uh, you know, if you're on a slant route, not to throw it a hundred miles an hour. And, you know, I think that's kind of the next step between, well, it's really the next step between high school and college, but you know, if not college then college, the pros. So yeah, those guys, first of all, they like Matt Ryan, when I worked out with him was just incredible because, you know, if he would throw a ball and it'd be a couple inches away from what he was targeting for, he'd, you know, he'd freak out and he'd want to do it again. And then the next rep, he, he knew exactly what he did wrong and then he'd put it right where he wanted to and he was all good. But it was, it was incredible, really. A lot of people obviously are interested in Russell Wilson being in and around Washington and Northwest. What did you pick up just from his work ethic? Because that's one of the things you always hear about with him is, is – uh, just his, his diligence, his attention to detail, all that when it comes to putting in the work. Yeah, that, that was a pretty special day. Um, you know, it, was a, it, was a, it was a huge day for me to be able to work out with him because, you know, everybody talks about how, how like, just nice of a person he is, just in general, just as a human. And I got to really see it in my own eyes. Like, like when I showed up, and introduced myself and everything he had already talked to people and figured out who I was and you know called me river before I even said who I was and uh you know really like looked me in the eye like was really caring about everything I said he was asking me about my knee like how's everything like it was it was super cool just he's such a good person you know like at least from the couple hours I was with him I was like wow this this guy more than most people I've met, you know, is, is very involved in everything he does. And there's no doubt he's definitely detail oriented. He's, you know, he's a perfectionist. Were you guys able to like, you know, a guy like Cooper cup being, you know, in close proximity to WSU, are, are you able to strike up any sort of relationship with a guy like that? Uh, get to know it all, follow him even. I, I mean, I know it's tough with football, everybody playing on Saturdays, and you guys, of course, got a chance to play against him uh, last year. Um, it, it seems like that happens a bit more maybe with basketball than football. I mean, what's the dynamic there? No, for sure. Uh, after the season, I, I hit Coop up, and, you know, we're buddies, and uh, I asked him where he was training, and he was like, oh, I'm going to Southern California. So we were training pretty much all <laughs> off season, and, it just kind of worked out like that. And, you know, I mean, not off season, but, you know, prior to the draft and everything, um, mm-hmm. we were, we were training together and he, he's another one of those dudes like Russell Wilson. He's such a good dude. Who, who did you watch growing up that, you know, you, you saw playing football and you're like, yeah, I want to do what that guy does. <laughs> Honestly, I was a baseball guy growing up. I watched a lot of baseball. It's a big Yankees fan, but, um, Probably when I got to the age of, uh, you know, understanding that, oh, okay, like I really like football. I want to, I want to do this. Um, it was actually Jordan Shipley randomly. A lot of people think mm-hmm. that's a weird answer because I tell them that all the time. But Jordan Shipley played for UT and he was a stud. And it was really because in high school uh, we were we were picking our jersey numbers and the guy goes, "You're number eight. And I said, "Okay." So I looked up who was a receiver who was number eight and Shipley came up and started watching all his stuff. And I was like, wow, this guy's really good. I, I feel like I'm kind of like him, you know, and I watched him huh. and I watched his younger brother and they're both studs. And 
so he i mean those two were really i watch like i watch those guys all the time did you watch leach's teams much uh you know when he was at texas tech not at all I, really I, no yeah i honestly didn't even because i didn't i didn't follow football oddly i mean that much i just followed players i didn't you know follow teams and records and stuff it wasn't really my thing i was more into players and individuals so i mean when the opportunity of washington state came around that's that's really when i found out mike leach and looked him up and found out all this stuff and honestly i would have gone to washington state if he was there or not because i i loved the way that uh Coach Mastro is the one who recruited me, and I loved the way that he treated me. And I was like, I'm going with you wherever you're going. <laughs> and it happened to be in a system that throws the ball 70 times a game, so it kind of worked out. When did it kind of click with you that football was the route you wanted to take? Um, I think uh, my freshman year of high school was really – it's when I, you know, I had stopped playing baseball after that year, and I wanted to focus on football and – I was a much better baseball player than I was football, but football was so much more fun. And I knew if I wanted to be good at it, I had to, you know, kind of put all my marbles into one basket. You knew you were good at baseball. Like, when did you realize that you could actually do something with football? Um, probably that year. I mean, freshman year is um, kind of the year where you know, you know. I mean, it takes it takes encouragement to do it i mean a lot of people were like oh you're you're really good you know you you can do this and you know so you, you start thinking about it and you're like oh yeah yeah i can do this you know this is this is what i want to do absolutely that's kind of when it happened hmm. who else recruited you really nobody i mean after coach mastro came and visited me um and it was, I didn't even know who he was. And he showed up and he said, Hey, I'm coach master from Washington state. And I was like, you know, cool. Same as every other school that said the same thing to me. And, <laughs> and, you know, he was, he was really straight up with me and he, he gave me a scholarship that day. And after that, I had a, a couple of schools like Nevada, Reno. And, you know, I, I feel like, kind of just because Mastro had came from there that's kind of why they did it I don't know mm -hmm. but um yeah so I had Nevada I ended up having Nevada and UNLV and Washington State as my three options but um those those other programs didn't even I had no communication with them they had just randomly called me probably a week after Washington State and gave me a scholarship so I was like ah how much of a surprise was it when you meet him and he basically offers you a scholarship on the spot? Oh man, let me tell you, I was, I was one of the last couple on my team. We had, you know, we were number one in the nation in high school. We had so many studs and I was, I was one of two guys of the last two that got an opportunity and it was such a great feeling. I remember I was, uh, I had practiced and I think coach master had filmed me or something. He wanted to send it to leech to get the approval or something like that. And, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he called me over and he said, I just sent your video to leech and we want to give you a scholarship. And I don't think I caught another ball the rest of the day. I was so starstruck. <laughs> I went out and celebrated with my parents. It was, it was an amazing feeling. Absolutely.
That must have been a heck of a video. What were you doing? Do you even know what the video was? Yeah, it was, uh, I was, we were in spring ball and, you know, in California, we don't have pads or anything. So we were just in t-shirt and shorts and we did, a. we actually did like the, the gauntlet combine drill where the guys run down, you mm-hmm. know, run down the line, and catch balls from different angles. And I'm pretty sure he just filmed me doing that. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leach was always complimentary about your route running. I think I think he said you, you, when you draw it up, like that's exactly what River's going to do. And so that, that was probably enough for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much how I am. You know, if you tell me to run straight and go right, I'm going to run straight and then go right. <laughs> what was your first interaction like with Leach? Um, he came down, or actually I called him before he came down and um, – you know, I you know you have to commit and stuff like that. So I had called him, and it was the first time I'd spoke to him actually. And I told him I was coming to school for him. And uh, yeah, he was as I'm sure he is with everybody. You know, doesn't really know you personally yet, and does all the things you want to hear as far as you know. Excited for you to come up, and then he then he came down probably a month later or a couple weeks or you know whatever it was, and. Had an in-home visit and met my parents and had the receiver coach down and it was all going well. Yeah, mm. kind of took off from there. Yeah, best best leech story that you can share with us. <laughs> leech story? God, where do I start? <laughs> I don't know. They're probably all confidential. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, he's he's an interesting guy for sure. Um, Definitely the most odd coach I've had, but uh, did that take some getting used to? I mean, just just because he he functions different than other football coaches uh, that I'm sure you've come into contact with. Is that does that take some getting used to as a player? Just the way he talks to you guys, the way he talks about any number of different things. Yeah, no, absolutely, it does. And I had a similar coach in high school, but um, you know that coach was very involved with every single player and leach is more in the system of he has he has a great staff there's no doubt about it and collectively they all run the program together it's it's almost like you know every coach is the head coach because everybody's so involved so it's not necessarily like you're not going to sit down with coach leach for 30 minutes and talk about one thing you're going to sit down with 10 people and talk about one thing so and that's kind of the way it went the, the last four years is just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it was, it was not what I'm used to, but you know, there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. You gotta, you gotta get used to being uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a change up, but it was for the best and it worked out and, you know, had a good time there. Had a great time. Now that you are, uh, invested in football, maybe the, beyond the way you were as as a kid or even a teenager growing up you mentioned guys like Edelman like who who do you study at the wide receiver position that has you in awe or that just kind of captivates you or or if somebody's on tv if a certain team is on tv like you're going to sit down just so you can watch that this guy oh Antonio Brown is probably the number one guy he uh you know in my eyes he was not at all the most gifted athlete coming out of college you know and I kind of see some similarities between him and I uh 
I feel like, you know, I could be completely wrong. He could have been the freakiest athlete ever, but you know, just <laughs> watching his college tape and watching him train and stuff and all his social media stuff, like, like he, he definitely, I don't think was the most gifted athlete, you know, the year that he came out of college and he's now worked his way to being the guy where everybody who probably doesn't know him says, Oh, he's, he's the best athlete in the NFL. And he's obviously the most successful, but I think it's all due to the work. I mean, that guy has to work harder and everybody is, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of my idols. You could say, um, somebody I, I can look up to not even knowing him or anything, but <clears throat> he's a guy who's worked for what he's got. I believe. What separates guys that maybe don't have four two speed or don't have the build of of Dez or you know Calvin Johnson, Demarius Thomas, yeah. guys that that maybe have marginal speed and marginal size, but yet are able to produce at a high level? What what are they doing on the field? Is it is it the route running? Is it the understanding of angles? Um, obviously, hands have something to do with it. Like, how do you separate yourself if you're not one of those freaky type guys? Oh, it's all in commitment. I mean, how bad do you want it? That's what it comes down to. Like, you know, all those things play a factor, obviously, hands and route running and all that stuff. But I think the biggest thing is just football intelligence, just kind of straight up. Like, do you understand space? Do you understand concepts? Do you understand, you know, what we're trying to get done here? And I think that's the reason I had so much success because I'm, you know, I'm not faster than – probably 90% of the DBs I was going against, but I found a way to get open because, you know, I, I knew tendencies and I studied, you know, what, what kind of stuff they do when you take an outside release and how they react and stuff like that. So I think just studying and having football intelligence is the biggest upside to anyone. I mean, you know, Tom Brady's not Cam Newton, but he's got more success because, you know, he studies and he's, he's football smart. He knows how to get it done. When it comes down to it, he knows whether to throw it here or throw it there. Same thing as Luke. Luke's the same way. What do you think of, uh, of Luke's next level potential, especially having had a chance to see some of those guys, and now his, his draft stock is only going up because of the way he's started the season? Yeah, no, um I, personally, I thought Luke came out really slow. I thought I thought he had a lot of hype going into the season, and you know he didn't live up to it in the beginning, the first couple of games, and people were really upset about that. And you know I could be wrong; it's the way I feel. But I think the last two games or three games, sorry, he's shown everybody that you know the biggest question was throw the ball downfield. So I think that's what he's proven to everybody that yeah he is more conservative in the fact that he, he likes completions and who doesn't like completions, but you know, people want to see the ball getting thrown around <clears throat> and he's proved that. Like, I hope he's a number one pick cause he deserves it. He works harder than almost everybody. You know, he's, he definitely stays the latest and gets there first. And, um, he's a Brady S type guy. You know, he, <laughs> he loves the game. Like, He's obsessed with it. It's it's awesome to be around. It's it's great to be around people who want the same thing you want. Favorite catch of your WSU career? Uh, oh 
Man, I don't know. There's a few of them. I don't know. I'd probably say uh, probably when we were playing Oregon a few years ago in 2014, and there was this big hype around this DV, and you know, you know, all the coaches say, "Oh, this guy's better than you. This guy's better than you. You got to show him up." And and I had a good game that game. I had gone up over the top of him and caught a ball, and I, that was that was probably my favorite catch because, you know. Pretty much my whole life, everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's better than you. This guy's better than you. You gotta, you gotta show him up." I'm like, okay, so I'll go out there and you perform good and make you feel really good about yourself. Other ones that came to mind, and I, and obviously I'm just kind of, uh, you know, racking my brain thinking about kind of the highlights and you know, Rutgers. I figure would be one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, Rutgers. That was probably my favorite drive because you know they had had me so involved in the drive as itself and the way it went with the tip ball and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and and it was okay yeah that was definitely one of my favorites not the touchdown but uh, it was I think third or fourth and ten or something and you know the year prior to that they went to me on fourth down and threw it up over the middle on a play we called shakes and I went up and caught it and the DB smacked it out and we lost the game and you know, I was really upset about that. And then this. Oh, that was the season opener, right? That was the season opener. In yeah. Seattle. Yep. And then when we played him again, it was damn near the same scenario. It was your third or fourth down. We needed a completion. And we called the same exact play that we called the year prior. And I was so pumped to get a second chance. And I went up and I caught it and I took a hit and I was fired up. I was I was at a wedding for that. Fi- I think I caught most of the game and then had to leave for a wedding. A guy at the station, Mike Boyle, and uh, so I was just following it on Twitter at that point, and that was the most unbelievable like final drive to follow on Twitter because there's so many times <laughs> where I thought you guys were dead in the water, and then you're reading about like a tip pass, and then you're reading about all these conversions, and then the touchdown, the back of the end zone with how many seconds left. I mean, it was just, it was, uh, I, I'd resigned myself to the fact that you guys were probably going to drop that one, and then somehow you ended up <laughs> pulling it out. Yeah, that one, we definitely needed that win. I think it would have changed our season if we hadn't won that game. So, hmm. um, yeah, it was it was special to be a part of that for sure. Stanford last year too, you had the kind of contortionist grabs that you made. I think one was near midfield, like an over the shoulder. I want to say at midfield, and then the oh, one yeah. in the end zone as well. Yeah, I honestly I don't even know how those happened. That was just <laughs> just practice all the time with Luke, just being on the same page and. That touchdown in the in the end zone that was that was a, not even a design play. I was supposed to run a streak, and for whatever reason, I went out. And Luke and I were on the same page, just for whatever reason. I don't even remember seeing the ball going into my hands. It just kind of fell in there, and yeah, that was that was pretty surreal, to be honest. I don't even know. <laughs> you had a. And I, I'm sure the Cal game is tough to look back on. I mean, you you're having an incredible game, three touchdowns. One, you did go up over a guy, and it was a pretty unbelievable catch. Uh, just thinking about that one too. What, what, how? I mean, that that had to be such a tough night. I mean, you you had the great Stanford game, 
have an awesome game against Cal. You know, you're going to you're going to go over 100 yards. You have three touchdowns. I mean, you and Luke are just grooving. Uh it seemed like everything you were da- you guys were dialing up was was gold. Uh and then just kind of on, on a very routine ordinary looking play, you go down. H- how difficult was that night? What was going through your head that night? Uh just with the the mix of emotions and everything that was going on. Oh geez. Uh I haven't thought about that night in a while. Um, that was a, it was a tough night for sure. Um, you know, just the first thing that pops in your, your head is, you know, the opportunities lost that you could have had. And that was probably the toughest part for me is I, I kind of knew right out the gate that, Oh, okay. Well, your season's done. Let's scratch that off the list. There's no way you're getting back for that. And then on top of that, uh, you can't even train for anything really as far as being ready for pro day or the combine, you know, I actually had a combine invite and it got stripped because I couldn't go. So that was really frustrating. And then, yeah, just kind of all stacked up at once. And after you get that MRI and they're like, yep, Thorne, you're out for a year. Like, Oh, you know, what do you do? <laughs> can't really do anything. Yeah. Did did you figure it was the ACL right away, just from knowing, seeing it happen to other guys and kind of knowing the signs, so to speak? I mean, I'm not a knee, a knee expert. You know, I didn't know what exactly it was, but I've broken my foot a few times, and, you know, I kind of know what it's like when something breaks or something rips. So, I mean, when I went down, it was – a lot of people don't have pain. You know, I have a buddy that never had pain and was able to finish the game – but that wasn't the case mm. for me. They actually, they actually told me why I had pain. Some, something was flipped over, twisted when it tore. But I definitely knew right off the bat that something was seriously wrong, and I was done for the day. I knew that. It was it was excruciating pain. Actually, they had to they had to come out, and uh, Andy and Andrew, they are trainers, came out, and they. Um, they had said that my meniscus had flipped over on top of it. So they had to jerk my knee and flip it back. And that was what made me able to stand up and walk off. But yeah, leading up to it was, it was tough. Yeah. And you know, I, I got to the sidelines and I kind of saw the look on the trainer's face that this is really serious. You know, obviously they, they don't want to diagnose it and freak you out, but, you know, you kind of tell by the look on their face when they do the little knee test, like, you know, something's wrong, but they don't want to say it. Yeah. But, so I got to the sidelines and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, I got down, I had the doctor look at it and he basically told me without telling me that, you know, you, you did your ACL and I, I tried to run and it was not working. So hmm. that was kind of it. How long did it take you to kind of get, uh, you know, to, to to shake off the the disappointment and the uh, the frustration that comes with something like that, and kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, this is this is the hand I was dealt, and I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to get back to work, and I'm not going to let this keep me down. I was honestly fine probably after a couple of days, but then it it really hit me after I got the surgery, and you know, you're walking around and you're just beating yourself up man you're like wow i 
you know, nobody thinks this will ever happen to yourself. Obviously I never thought it would happen to me, but that's kind of the, the first moment where I was like, okay, you know, this is where I'm at. I, you know, I tore my knee. A lot of guys do it and just start researching and all that stuff and finding out good things and talking to people. And, you know, it really just goes up once you, once you get the surgery, but it's tough, man. It's a tough process. I don't, I don't wish it upon anyone. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're at, at this point, you encouraged by the way things have gone. You feel like you've made the most of it and you, you, you feel optimistic about, you know, going forward and getting opportunities and getting with the team in light of everything. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was, you know, probably the best feeling about going to New England is they had to ask me which knee it was, which was a great feeling because, um, you know, you put in all the hard work and, you know, you, you go through hell, so to speak. And um, and then somebody comes back and was like, geez, I didn't even, I wouldn't even thought you got hurt. So it's, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the best things that you can get. That was, that was the moment where I realized, wow, okay, the hard work is finally starting to pay off. I got to keep yeah. going. Who's more famous on WSU Twitter, River or Mama Craycraft? Oh, my mom, 100%. I got to tell her all the time to stop tweeting. She always tweets about random stuff. <clears throat> I was going to ask you about that because, you know, there's some parents that get their kids in trouble because of the stuff they post and the stuff they say, and your mom doesn't do that. Uh, she, you know, she's very supportive of the team and, and uh, seems to be always very positive. Was there ever a time, or, or do you remember a specific instance where you're like, Mom, you you got to help me out. Maybe maybe don't post so much or don't post that. <laughs> well, there was a couple things. She um, and she she means well. Obviously, that's that's all she wants to do is just you know put out good substances for people to know that she's a good person and she is. She's a wonderful person. But there was there was one point where she, you know, all in all in good sense, she congratulated a a future Coug for committing to WSU. I think it was something simple as that. And then compliance had actually reached out to her and told her she couldn't do that anymore. So that was one thing where she, that was probably the only incident that she had where she had to stop posting about stuff. But I mean, my freshman year was, it was different because I didn't, you know, I was getting used to the Twitter and everything. And, and then I see that she's posted a bunch of stuff and I had, you know, I had asked her to, slow it down a little bit at the beginning but she didn't so i just kind of accepted it <laughs> after a couple of weeks and then yeah i mean she's great her, her twitter stuff is you can't really beat that oh she's everywhere yeah she is i i didn't realize compliance could get involved with something like that even just the, the parent of a player yeah congratulating oh. a kid yeah i don't yeah. know i think uh I think I think it goes for the players too. You're actually not allowed to to do stuff like that, which surprises me. But that's just the way it is. I mean, it's not a big deal. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of that's the way. It, it's fun for us. It's fun for people that follow the team and, and certainly for fans and got a chance to meet her at the holiday bowl last year and it was <laughs> super nice and excited to meet us. I mean, we had interacted a little bit here and there as, as many people uh, in WSU Twitter have. And so uh, she was very sweet and very kind. And uh, I'm sure it was fun having somebody like that in, in your corner and, and enjoying her kind of uh, strange newfound social media fan. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. I I told her two things when she when I realized she wasn't going to stop posting. I said, please don't curse and don't talk bad about any of our players or team. And she never did it. Yeah, so that's all yeah. I asked for. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and that's she. She did it right from that standpoint because, like I said, I, I don't ever remember anything uh, negative um, about the team, about anybody, and uh, some some kids aren't so fortunate when it comes to their parents and their yeah, you know, Facebook and Twitter and what have you habits. Oh yeah, well you see, you know, I was reading stuff. You freak out because all oh, these parents are bashing. You know, oh my son's not playing enough, or you know, stuff like that, and you know, that's that's absolutely no go for for me she understands that she totally respects that she would never do that anyways but yeah yeah i i can't imagine leach would have too much patience for that either (laughs) probably not yeah well river i appreciate the time uh enjoyed catching up and uh best of luck glad to see and glad to hear that you're 100 percent. and definitely looking forward to seeing where you end up next Thanks, I appreciate it. I'll definitely uh, see you guys updated. Cool. Thanks, River. Yeah, thanks.